You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. In her eyes tonight, there's a glow tonight. They're so bright, they could light on a moon tonight. She's so gracious. So vivacious. She's not sick of me. Bless her little heart. Click to the cord. Acting out her fuss with a reality frolicky ball. She's such fun tonight. She's a treat tonight. You can spread her out, bread. When everyone you have ever loved is finally gone. When everything you have ever wanted is finally done with. When all of your nightmares are for a time obscured as by a shining brainless... Welcome to Axe the Grind, the Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. We got sponsors, bros. Wow, getting right to it. Thank you to Close Casket Activities. Yeah, sincerely, yes. <laughs> Thank you too to Live a Lie. No joke. Thank you to Run for Cover Records. I mean it. Thank you to Convulse Records. Say it with my chest. Mm, these are all alternate titles for uh, Self Defense Family Records. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's start with Run For Cover Records, runforcoverrecords.com. They're putting out a new self-defense release at some point in the next um, six months or 12 months, Patrick. Uh, Well, if uh, (laughs) LP is going to be, let's say, 12 to be safe, but Mm -hmm. new release is going to be... That's why I said new release. Impending. Mm. Is it going to be imposing? Uh, it's gonna, well, you guys have heard it. You sound, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, uh, upsetting. No, it's a good, it's a good release. Um, so shout out to that. Uh, shout out to, uh, Run for Cover for continuing to support your artistic endeavors. Let's also talk a little bit, though, about how Run for Cover is like a label of champions. Mm. Uh, you know, notwithstanding current company, uh, they, put up records and bands that sort of stand the test of time. You could call them pillars, if you will, sort of shifts. I mean, certainly people would recognize things like Title Fight or Tiger's Jaw um, as earlier pillars, things like Turnover and Citizen, long-time pillars. Right now, I'm going to focus on two newer releases you've heard us talk about, but I think are those kind of like defining pieces. Uh, Fiddlehead, Death is Nothing to Us. Uh, which is named after a Shaquille O'Neal quote, and Citizen Calling the Dogs, um, uh, which is not named after a Shaquille O'Neal quote, to my best knowledge. Um, Citizen, long time, but Fiddlehead has been too. Third LP with Run for Cover, kind of sick. Uh, shout out to them. Um, and both these bands did some shows together recently. Both these bands are out there grinding. Fiddlehead is wrapping up. They're sort of like prolonged record release tour where they did the u.s tour yeah yeah done in eight cities uh, three months (laughs) east coast midwest west coast um those shows all looked awesome you know uh so uh excited for them excited for how much people are really taking to the new record uh it's it's very cool it's one of these things that hey maybe we'll talk about this bands with long careers today um it's just cool to see. Uh, it's cool to actually now go back and listen to 
the first Fiddlehead LP and compare it to this one, which I did really last week. Right, you can hear yeah. it. It's it's there's a lot of nods and there's obviously same band, but there's definitely some changes, which is cool. I love to hear that. And with Citizen, we talked about this not long ago, a band who's allowed their sound to evolve over time, both in natural and organic ways, based on the inklings of the band. You know uh, what might not feel like a uh, smooth trajectory to to an outsider or just a listener can artistically feel really natural to the people in the band. So shout out to them. Shout out to Fiddlehead. Everybody go get Calling the Dogs by Citizen and Death is Nothing to Us by Fiddlehead. Um, yeah. A shout out to the new Anxious single that is out there. It's only available as a flexi from them on tour. So I bet I bet RFC gets some uh, later on, but... Uh, yeah, it's a good track. Really good track, actually. So, um, cool. I, I rambled on Run for Cover. I'm going to let you guys take the next one. Well, I'll, I'll be in on this one, too. Convulse Records, convulserecords.com. Have you guys been hearing as much about the Scowl Military Gun MS Paint Tour as I have? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's been like the talk of, of every town. Yeah. Shows are selling out. Um, all the bands are doing great. It's like a, pack, it's like a Clash of the Titans because like all three bands are really kind of pulling pulling their own weight kind of thing yeah 100 um, and all three records are, are you know all three bands are like <laughs> not to sound like a zoolander quote but very hot right now oh oh it's like so a perfect hot. storm of like three bands that are like popping all on tour together um, i feel i feel like there's this funny old school energy where there might be people going to these shows unfamiliar with any of the three bands and just catching the vibe, like being like, oh, maybe maybe I've heard of these bands. Maybe I know a couple songs. Maybe I saw the whole thing with Scowl or, you know, maybe I like a couple military gun tracks and getting exposed to the bands in a live environment. And for my money, you know, I, I don't know, uh, MS Paint, Military Gun, even Scowl's newer material maybe falls more in an adjacent category than like hardcore for the hardcore but I still feel like in the live setting, you get all that energy. And that's kind of, that's a pretty good way to expose yourself to this stuff. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a perfect, you know, it's, it's three bands. It's, you know, maybe one opener. It's very fucking brief and succinct. Yeah. The bands all bring it. So you're never bored. It's, it's a great tour. It's a great tour. And I mean, they've been, you know, sold out two nights in Brooklyn against, you know, other shows and stuff like that. So it's, it's super impressive. And, um, you know, I think with Military Gun, they're getting, you know, to, to go back to Convulse, like they're getting mm. so much attention for the new record that like right. the Convulse records <sighs> are probably like, you know, are, 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 you know, are their newer fans probably don't even realize that those things exist yet, you know, anymore. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, not a bad are, way, no, no, no. Just, I mean. I think that uh, especially the the all roads lead to the gun stuff that that's kind of a great spot to start at with military yes. gun. Um, if people haven't uh, checked out that material and you're interested or you, you enjoy military gun, you need to hear that. Um, yeah, that band hit the ground running. <laughs> yeah, they didn't yeah, put out yeah. garbage and they're like, oh, they they figured it out. No, they didn't. And like it wasn't. Rip. Yeah, you know that's interesting because I was actually thinking about that the other day. That we're seeing the growth of bands much more on paper in front of us, kind of documented, 
um, in a way that we hadn't before, and we've talked about it a little bit. But Military Gun kind of came out as a, uh, a formed entity, if you will. So uh, shout out to them. Shout out right. to they didn't even need to go to Kentucky for one year to like get their ba- basketball acumen together. They like <laughs> literally jumped from the random high school in Florida to like yeah, right to the pro. You know, first team NBA two years yeah. in. You know, yeah, that's some real Tracy McGrady shit here. Um, <laughs> Uh, and the MS Paint LP Post American still available. The repress just kind of hit, so make sure you go get that. Um, yeah, check it out. If, if there are dates left on the tour, check it out. Please do. Shout out to Convulse, convulserecords.com. Patrick, anything to chime in on on our ad reads? Just wanted to say to mix it, I'm going to leave a little, uh, I guess, a, a murder mystery. A little Agatha Christie. Ooh. Uh, someone we know as, as, as a podcast we know this gentleman uh he texted me earlier uh one of the bands that we've discussed today he said eh, you know that band's name so bad yep yep poo poo band mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> and uh described uh sitting through their set this week and uh said it was poo poo Mm, mm. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll leave that open. That little, little bit mm. of negativity for, from mm. the, from the negativity demon who, who it's, a, it's a Monday morning and I, I just get the fresh taste of haterade in the oh. mouth. It's like, oh my yeah, god, this fucker was guzzling. I uh, know we got we got a few haters in our our DMs and uh, texts. We love you all. We love to hear it. Uh, shout out. Oh, also email us at axegrindpodcast at gmail I forget sometimes that we don't promote that a lot and say it up front, but then people hit me and are like, how do I message you? Axtogrindpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us. Um, if you've got any leads on real estate in Las Cruces, let's go. Uh, guys, how you doing? How you feeling? Fantastic. It's a little late for me. Usually we do this in my morning. I don't know how you fellows do this nighttime. It stuff. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, <no shit. laughs> this is what you call a job, Patty. <laughs> Yo, you know what? It's it's interesting. After about nine PM is my like I don't talk now time, right? Like it's quiet time for me. So yeah, I understand. It, it is. It's um, <clears throat> I kind of have to like uh, rev up the engine for for second shift of the day uh, when we when we record at night. This morning thing is not too bad. I gotta say, I'm, I'm yeah, with it. Bob's a morning guy. I'm a late night guy. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm up. I was up uh, today. I was up at four. But right, uh, talking all day to children. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and then you you take an hour off, and then you talk all night to children for three hours about <laughs> hardcore. But whatever. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Easton's just not as interested in talking about anti cmexes as, as uh, some of the other fellas here. Um, <laughs> so, so we were going to we're going to talk about the thing we were going to talk about, but we're not going to talk about it because we talked about talking about new music. And we want to talk about new music, but we thought about talking about some new music that we settled in on, and we were like, oh, man. But what what I can promise is that we have some new music episodes coming up because I sort of feel, I don't know about you guys, <clears throat> I feel like it's time for some people to have some new favorite new bands. Like it's about that time. Yeah, I would say you it know? is that time. And uh, there's a lot of great ones right now. 
I'm loving it. I'm loving, man, straight up. I love seeing how well Mind Force does. It makes me so happy every time I see it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I also think we need some new favorite bands and we're going to do that soon. So, um, because I've been hearing some music that isn't hitting me and I did the, the time tested formula of, all right, if you're not hearing what you want to hear, dig around, dig deeper, find something. Uh, I found some really good stuff, so I'm excited. I'm excited to share. Um, today we got kind of a rambler. Uh, Patrick, you had kind of a – well, we all had one, but wh- why don't you kick us off? We'll, we'll, we'll get started on your, your angle first. All right, so a friend of this podcast who is uh, known for being, uh, like, if not a sweet guy, then – you know, a thoughtful one, a uh, thought-filled one. Uh, mm. We are in a conversation the other day where he wasn't hating, but he said something cr- more hate, more hurtful than the worst hater could, could ever direct at a band. We were discussing a band that hasn't hit for us in a while. Mm. And he said, more bands need to practice the art of, breaking up and I got thinking about that because I'm the guy who I I want everybody to express themselves until the microphone is taken out of their hands by their primary caregiver in a old folks home because it's time to go to time to go to bed grandpa because that's a courtesy I, that you want extended to you exactly <laughs> right <laughs> that's exactly that's right. the only reason yeah, I mean, you know what? <laughs> Tom is correct. I, I'm not that. I'm not that considerate a person. I'm not no, you're like no, people deserve to be able to <laughs> so, so. to really, you know, get their their, their feelings out there. You're just like, please don't take it away from me. Please don't. Well, you know, like I'll let right. this other guy ramble if you just let me ramble. Yeah, yeah right. you're right. But I also want to put the let's let's throw some some sugar on it too, and say that there's an idea that the continued expression of an artist you appreciate is something that all three of us have expressed like, Oh, that's kind of cool to see that growth and change over time. But, but maybe not always. Yeah. Maybe not always. And and, uh, to put a, to put kind of, if not a positive spin, then at least a, one that makes it worth talking about, not just sitting here going, yeah, man, there's, there's some bands that need to fucking hang it. But uh, to, to make it a little bit more dynamic a conversation, where are you guys at on the excitement of new bands and new things versus uh, kind of the, not comfort, that's not the word, but kind of uh, you're rooting for like I, this podcast in general, there's very little behind the scenes. Everybody, here's a little a little taste of behind the scenes. Mm. Before this, we hit record. We can talk pretty frankly about bands that, uh, you know, maybe we're not as rough on the podcast. Uh, although we typically carry the same sentiment, if not the same severity. Uh, but we're not we're very almost nothing do we wish bad luck right and there's an awful lot of like oh unfortunate oh no yeah. like yeah but 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 we we want to see people continue doing the thing that makes them happy and that's why it caught me 
it kind of caught me to, 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 I was forced to think about it when this particular band that, that, uh, this gentleman said, yeah, maybe they should, maybe they should think about it. Uh, I can't provide a counter argument. It really is time for this band to stop what they're doing. If just for a few years so they can get their fucking head straight and come back with something that seems inspired both you know, something they would enjoy, I presume, and something that I can goddamn listen to for more than five minutes. And I guess, again, to make this positive, where are you guys at personally? Not uh, No specific band. Are you uh, more excited about new stuff right now? Or, or are you more, uh, are you more thrilled at the idea of, of uh, longstanding bands uh, having a, a, I'm not talking about the legacy acts right now. I'm talking no, no, about no. current talking, current have been stayed current. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about bands that just have, let's say two LPs or whatever. So, something that's still impressive for a hardcore band, no doubt. But w- are you waiting for anybody to come into their own and, and really own a space? Or are you more excited about the, the truly new bands right now? <sighs> Tom Stardust. I mean, my if on upon first blush, I Pat's question changed a little bit in there, but like I would think, am I waiting? Like, what am I more psyched on? Like some brand new band coming out and like blowing the doors off, or like another like awesome like TUI record? Hmm. I'll probably take the TUI record. See, that's hmm. an interesting. That's an interesting one right there. Because like they're a guarantee. I know, like. You know what I mean? Like, do I want to try this new restaurant that I don't really like, or I go to this spot that I know is always good? Oh. Okay. So maybe so, get a different sandwich. So, so okay. So, mm-hmm. so that's an interesting perspective. I have a counterpoint, but I'd like you to go first, Bob. Yeah. No. For me, <clears throat> uh, yeah. No, I typically like that new new, but. And so in this moment, that's I, I think over the last few years, we've seen this. We've seen the bands grow and succeed and then succeed again. And that's that's the ultimate, right? That's really awesome to see it, to see a band put, start with a, a good demo and then like maybe a bang in EP and then an LP that surpasses that. Oh, crap. And then another record, LP, EP, whatever, that that lives up. That, that holds and continues and maybe even takes them to another level. That's really amazing to watch. And that kind of arc I always enjoy, especially when I step back from it. But on a pure excitement level, I really like when that new thing hits. I, I kind of enjoy seeing a new band. Now, <laughs> that's a hard bar. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not on... Uh, when you're young newness is almost everything right like you everything feels a little new it's an old band it's new to you it's a new band it's new to you now you're getting to see that band live that's new to you amazing you know um but when the band now i mean you know what's funny tom you use trapped under ice for the the long-standing example in 2008 when the trapped under ice demo came out it was great hit like a ton of bricks but then i remember seeing <laughs> like grainy bad 
2008 cell phone videos of TUI in some basement in Baltimore or some shit. And it looked awesome. And then I saw him live and it was like, yep, this band is crazy. And, you know, you rinse, repeat that for a lot of bands over time. But I like that as an example. Um, it immediately took the, like, uh, knocked, like, uh, knocked the air, the, the air wind out of someone's stomach. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, <gasps> steals the room. Um, I think Spy's done that in recent years. I think there's a lot of bands who just kind of hit the ground running. And I enjoy that. Now, it's sort of a different level where you enjoy to see like, okay, what does that become? Spy's a good example. Military Gun's a good example. Uh, then you have the other version where it's like Gel. Gel was around for a while and was good. And then they got really good. And then it's like, oh man, this is like a great band. Scowl right. is a band who went from like, okay, this is cool. All right. Uh, you know, people are enjoying it live. It's really fun. All right. And it's like, oh wait, now this is a really good live act. Oh, they're doing something different with their sound. Okay, this is now very interesting. So, so the long answer to the short question is, in this moment, because we've seen the growth, I just want new things to come out and still the air in the room. Okay. Here's, here's my feelings on this. I, I think it's adorable on one end and plainly irritating on the other. When people are so excited about new that they will take dog shit new. And correct. I, I, on one hand, look, I, <laughs> we've talked about the band bipolar on this podcast. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. I urge everybody to go listen to this completely unremarkable piece of 1999 hardcore, uh, like definably Bob doesn't like the term definably new school hardcore. And, it it nobody remembers this except for the people in the band and they may not and but at that at that time i was so excited for new that i was game for this i said yeah a lot of potential here <laughs> yep. as it turns out no probably not right but uh that's how every young person is and i fully get it and and i, I i'm not going to condemn it but the flip the flip side is, you know, when you've been around a minute and you hear like the the crap version of something, and people are excited clearly because it's just there's something new to be excited about. It can be a little discouraging, particularly if people are overlooking stuff that I think is really worthy or flat out ignoring things because. Uh, it's just not, they're not going to see it or the dudes are cashed as people like they're, they're just spent and right. so or they don't sit at the right lunch table. Yeah. Look, hmm. do we like, I don't know. This is a large question. Is it better to have good or is it better to have now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I'll be good. Every time. <sighs> well, and that's, that's the, the question. I mean, it's, uh, Man, because you got to remember, now is quite often if you're if you're new, now is <clears throat> might subjectively be better than what you don't know. 
Like you don't yeah, know sure. what's better. So that's always going to be the cycle, right? Um, and so that's okay. It's okay. But it, Tom, you know what this reminds me of? And I, I suffer from it a little bit. I'm a sucker for young draft picks and like r- rookies and like, oh man, getting excited about the new crop. It's probably got a 20% hit rate. You know what I mean? If you go through the top right. 10 picks in like the NBA draft or the NFL, you know, the NFL quarterbacks, it's like, yeah, one out of five ends up being decent. And there's a few that are so bad, it's it's embarrassing. But uh, But when there's that one that's good, you're like, see, I knew it. Oh, yeah, this one's great. Right. Pat, so this is the equivalent of like, do you want six weeks of insanity or another season of Kevin Durant? See, well, and that's right. My, my gut, my gut says Durant. <laughs> well, that's no, what so, I took, so, that was my take. That's that's the take. Now here's the question: I'd rather have though. the guarantee that you know, like, how much stuff do you that comes out there? You're like, oh, this is dope, and then they break up six weeks later, or like it wasn't really a band anyway. It was just one or two people that they didn't plan yeah, on no, doing anything. So that's more. that's the thing too, right? Is like there's context to this. Um, Yo, when KD came into the league, he wasn't a surefire. He was he was a pretty good. People knew he was pretty good in Texas. But let's go even more less certain. And this is older, but I know Tom, you'll get this for sure. Kevin Garnett came out of high school. People had no idea he would be a Hall of Famer. Kobe Bryant came out of high school. He went thirteenth in that draft and got traded. I can, uh, yeah, I some well, yeah, the Lakers set that up. Samaki Walker, <laughs> players like that were drafted before him. And for the first few years, you'd be like, oh, this dude shows flashes. He, Patrick, he's showing the potential. And when it landed, it's awesome. It's like, yes. But for every band that you like the demo and think it's going to be good, there's five of those situations where the next release, whether it's an EP full length, is flat on its face or it's just not as good as you want it to be. Um, That's honestly, it's one of the... Uh, when people talk about doing a label and doing putting out records and this and that, like uh, a good friend of mine, uh, especially at the time when the end of a year LP came out, he loved it. He loved it. He was like, but he had listened to the material before that and he didn't care for it. And he's like, how did you know this would be good? And I was like, well, I, I, I heard, I thought this song was really good. And so I thought like maybe they'd have other good songs that were really good and they did. Um, but he had this kind of like, I felt very, very complimented in that moment. Cause like, how did you know? And it's like, I didn't know. I also put out records by bands that was like, Oh, I really liked the record they put out first. And this one that I did was good. And I have sentimental attachment, but it's not as good as this record that came out before, you know? So, um, that's that's the the prospecting thing. So you have to decide, and you don't have to decide, but you you should weigh that when you're thinking about these things. Because Tom, you're not wrong. A tenured band doing something where you have a certain expectation that it'll be good, usually that's going to come out better than like oh hot new demo thing. Let's see what they do. Yeah, like they say you always get you got your their whole life to write your first record. Yeah, I, I, I listen. We can go on to something else because I, I feel like if I talk about this long enough, I'm gonna not name. Well, you're it missing. Out. You're I, missing the 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 end point that is good. Can we get to the end point? No, sure. We're talking about end point. <sighs> no. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Why did you have to drink? Um, <laughs> Jones been dead for thirty years. 
<laughs> we got to do an endpoint episode. Just do quotes. Can we do a whole endpoint episode where we do different lyric quotes? Um, but what about Tom? If Kevin Durant decided to start shooting with his other hand, Bo Kimball style. Yeah, yeah. Just midway through. Well, what about he just goes full Ben Simmons? Which is to say, does he suck what too, about, or is he just? What about a team? band that does several records that you're like, okay, this is cool, this is good. Whoa, what happened? I mean, I think we're that's talking the, about the, the, the fine art of the breakup. That's the rare. That's the the the, the chance you take. The, the, there's always going to be one step that's one step too far. But sometimes right. you have to keep going until you go, oh, ran out of steps, oh, and then plunge to your death. I watch a lot of like, hey, I'm hiking like a, you know, fucking Mountain Baldy and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I watch a lot of those YouTube videos or whatever. So it's like, yeah, it's all good. But, you know, the next, you know, what, what's the Fugazi? Like hoping every slip's not a slide or whatever. Like I feel like oh, good, good. you go like, you know, there's – that there's going to be a step at some point that's like fuck ran out of space there. And then you, you plunge to your death. And I think it's, it's, do you, do you take one less step to like make sure oh, or do you just keep going that's until it, it, that's exactly it, right. Yeah. <laughs> is it better to, is it better to have like cut your, like head your bets, cut your losses and be like, fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. Is it yeah. better to take the, to do the one step too far than one step too few? Right, because that one other that that next step might be awesome, yep. or it could be the end. And quite often, it's the bold choice, right? Like, right. oh, hold on, let's keep taking this in bizarre directions. Uh, what about the band? Okay, so when we hear something like, you know, how we rock, or I don't know, g- g- give me a, uh, give me like a second LP that just, I mean, I guess this is everybody. What, what uh, you know. <laughs> Antidote, DYS, uh, SSD, uh, (laughs) whatever. We could go down the line. And uh, Warzone bullet hole record. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, you could argue Slapshot at certain times. There's a hundred bands that you you could say this about, but um, that record, those records that we typically see as motivated by. and sometimes the bands will say it in the, in the postmortem, uh, motivated by some type of misguided, we should go for it. We should be bigger type of thing. Uh, and then like we've conquered hardcore. Right. Right. And in retrospect, it always looks, it always looks like this was doomed to fail. This couldn't have worked because it was so cynical, but, and this is where this, this is me going in every direction tonight. Hmm. What about when it works? What about when it's cynical as all hell yep. <laughs> and, it, and it and it hits? <laughs> How often? Do, I want you guys to start making a list and sending it to the group chat. Because uh, <laughs> who do you think has has d- done it? And and it and it it's undeniable. It worked. Like it, it was cynical. It was ugly. It, it, but it. For whatever reason, it, it <laughs> I saw that text coming, Tom. <laughs> uh, where it's, uh, you know, it, it has this happened, A. Yes. Yep. Uh, and 
what does it say about anything when it does? Um, man, I mean, who would you wouldn't know unless you know behind the scenes baseball stuff? That's true, but but here's what this like, is: no one's going to go like in revolver and be like, you know, what I figured like. I want to be able to pay my rent off of music, so I wrote this record that I don't really love, but I know people will like it. Well, okay, so that's the thing, right? No one's going to say that. that. I think that a thing that people suffer from, like a total brain disease, is that when they experience success, it's because it had to go that way. And when they experience failure, it's because some bad piece of luck. I think that's like the worst brain disease that makes you annoying to be around. <laughs> and but, <laughs> But I think that that's kind of how people are probably about these records, right? Like if it doesn't work, we can be honest about it. It was cynical. Uh, you know, we were motivated, but we, our heads were in a million different directions. We had people in our ears. Uh, we weren't thinking for ourselves and we made a compromised record. Uh, that's what you say when it fails five years later, that's right. the forensics on it. Right. But, the label didn't support it. Yeah, but when it succeeds, yes, the narrative succeeds, is then you just the narrative is this was just an organic growth. You know what? This was always the direction we we're heading. And like, even if you go back to our first LP, you can hear, you can hear parts that like like track five that could easily have fit on this record with a couple of tweaks to the chorus and another verse. Like it's yeah. Um, I mean, so so my question would be for big success so for little ones um like what are the bands who go backwards after the success point and peak like uh, like i'd love to hear those so right right it's jawbreaker dear you was at the time written as a uh, as a failure right people yeah really yeah yeah, right. I mean, they had the against me, like I'll never sign to a major label thing, and then they're like, "Hey, we're on a major label," so like all their fans were pissed. And then this record came out that was not like the other records. But yep. then, in retrospect, it be, you know, is it their biggest? It might be their biggest record, right? It's the biggest record. <laughs> that twenty four hour. I think pe- people still love twenty four hour revenge therapy more, but I think Dear You is like, I mean, they did a tour on that and it did quite well. So then I go forward to other stuff in the broader spectrum and go like, would Jimmy Eat World's, what is that uh, Bleed America? Bleed America, right? Clarity. Bleed America. Clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bleed America is the first one, right? And then. No, like, ble- no, Clarity's no, well, no, the first. Okay. No, no, there's a record before Clarity that nobody talks about, but then Clarity, Bleed American. And Bleed American's the huge one, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one that they recorded themselves because they got dropped from a late from uh, oh, the label. Yeah, so Clarity funny. came out, it flopped. Right, they were on Capitol Records. Yep, they got dropped. They took all the money that they had and recorded Bleed American in in full, and then shopped it around, and it got signed to DreamWorks. And then it became like the fucking one of the bigger rock records of the time. Right, and I wonder about that. Like, I don't. Maybe that's not a good example for this, but I was going to say that's a the earliest, earliest Jimmy Eat World material is not the same as what they were doing by Bleed American. And no, but I think it, that's more of a like we're figuring evolution. out what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I think like, I don't right. think it was like a cynical like, are right, you didn't like you know we're going to do that you know like I think it's more they were sort of growing into what you know they were young kids so they were probably figuring out what you know what exactly they were looking to do. Yeah, no, I rather than be like. 
you don't like this one? How about this one? Like when you hear bands that's like, this record has an oi tinge. This yeah, this record has yeah. fucking parts that sound like hate breed. Yeah. So then, it's like, what are we then, doing? Like you're just you're just flailing around hoping something hits. Uh, we can say it, and maybe you know this one's tough. The thrash metal influence in the late '80s in hardcore was the whole, scene. the whole crossover scene. Yo, a lot of records that. I love Tom loves Pat. I think you have some of these records that you, you vibe on too, but like this, uh, do I think that the fellas from AF are doing cause for alarm without help? Maybe not. <laughs> um, do I think that if there wasn't the success of that stuff on a bigger way that we didn't, we don't see hardcore bent that way. Maybe not. But I have to say this at the same time. I can also understand why somebody who likes punk music would hear uh, Rain and Blood or Kill 'Em All or any of the other major thrash metal records of the, you know, 83 to 86 time frame or even before that, but and go, yo, this shit rips. Let's add this into our sound. Let's go. You know what I mean? I'm Russian sure. Fast, so- aggressive. It's the same thing. It's just, just better played. Yeah, amped up a bit. So, so I could, we could. I'm, I'm willing to bet there's probably a couple, a couple uh, ugly intentions in that bin. But who would admit to it? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but also, a lot of it rips. So, and what's? I mean, especially back then, what's success? Right. Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like Chromex, you know, toured with fucking Motorhead and shit. Like, what? I mean, what's like? What did they expect? Like, what? What was AF, you know, like AF on Cause for Alarm or like, you know, AF that maybe Cause for Alarm, like in the years after that, they did like Tours of Obituary and, you know, like they were like the hardcore band on a, like a four band metal package. You know, like what was their expectation? I don't know if it's, I feel like back then there was no, there was such a glass ceiling that there was like, how far can we really get? Here's a question. Now, like the sky's the limit. Well, okay. That, uh, so it sounds like Tom's given his answer. Bob, here's a question for you. Let's go. In Okay, so when I say kid, I just mean somebody that's uh, relatively young into their music career life, right? So uh, a, a kid, is it more confusing to is, – is the concept of success in music more clear today or muddier today? than it was in 1989. Oh, fascinating. All right. Um, muddier, muddier. Because um, there's still different levels to the whole game, so that's not different, right? But there are different pathways to it. Um, I mean, to be honest, right? Like, you're not a million... <laughs> if... Y- Patrick today told Patrick in 2003 how your bands were doing, how much you were, you know, quote unquote, how much you were making off your bands and music. Um, the the version of yourself 20 years ago would be like, yo, full success. What? Are you kidding? We can, sure. we can live off this. We are living on this. This is amazing. Unreal. That said, um, Drug church, self-defense family are by no means 
giant bands. You know what I mean? Like you're no. doing very well, but like none of our moms know who your bands are. No, <laughs> you know my, mom, my mom doesn't remember my band names. That's right. So, <clears throat> and in 1989, there are certain things, you know, like the idea of being able to pay your rent, come home from a tour and pay your rent. Wow. Nice. But I think in, in now you can, you could be a musician. I mean, how many musicians are out there who are paying a mortgage on what they do that we don't know who the hell they are? Tons, tons, tons you know? Tons. So, so there's a lot of different levels to it. And that could be said in 1989 too, but just there's, there's a lot of different pathways now. So it is muddier now than it was then, even though there are some, some consistence, which are like the idea of like being able to support your lifestyle at whatever level you're at on the back of your art, damn, it's pretty good. Yeah. I I wonder because when we talk about like hardcore bands that transitioned into like crappy thrash or, or crappy, you know, metal, proper metal or whatever, or crappy rock, uh, when we talk about those bands and we talk about kind of the, the assumption that they must have been chasing success, uh, and they, you know, sometimes members will have now said that in, in zines and whatever, but, um, it's, it's probably true that that also reflected some of their interests, right? Like, I don't know. I, um, <laughs> you know, I, I play pretty alienating music for most of my life. I also, uh, you know, I happen to like, uh, Bob Seger, <laughs> You know what I mean? So it would not be, it would not be a betrayal of my interest if I started to sound like Bob Seger. In fact, it would be pretty, pretty cool. You're you're aiming, huh? Okay. All right. So you might just suck at it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well that's, see, that's, I'm not saying you, but in general, like I was even thinking about that. I I like melodies and like harmonies, but like if I tried to do it on like a record and it, it's not like I'm going for the brass ring. I just like this, but then it's like, Oh, this is never going to hit because you can't do it. Like, the people that you like. Yes. And yes. so I don't know. I, I'm just finding I'm following these threads in every different direction right now, but I just think it's uh, like trying to get a handle on success as the Chromex, which is also, that's a really specific human experience. You know what I mean? You're talking about, um, you're talking about kids who came from legitimately nothing. So you, you, you would assume that well some of them came from legitimately nothing but it, it, it came from legitimately nothing so you you would assume any bit of success would kind of be like winning the lottery but then the flip side is they also were cool enough uh to have contact with some pretty big acts and see that up close you, you know what i mean so maybe maybe a little bit of success was never going to be enough. You know, maybe, maybe it, it, that didn't resonate for them. So I don't know. I find, I find this stuff kind of interesting because we're in this moment where if you compared yourself to turnstile, you drive your, your car, right? The van right off a cliff. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, 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 right. But, um, if you compared yourself I mean, if you're old enough, which I guess is part of the, maybe not part of the problem, like certainly people like myself and Pat Flynn and, and justice, it, 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 we're all old enough, certainly. Uh, 
to compare ourselves to kind of the really anemic shows that were happening in big swaths of the 2000s. You know what I mean? Like there was some high points and some great shows and some moments, but there was also some, some really thin period. (laughs) A lot of rough. So a lot of playing to the other band. Right. And and if I compare my, where I'm at right this time, right this moment, that is, you know, if uh, all told in the, in, in, in nowhere special, if you compare it to some of the absolutely dire, the direct, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel You're like Jason Newstead. Yeah, I'm a sellout. I sell out every seat in every venue every night. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting idea because how much does my age or experience buy me some perspective, and does it have that same effect on everybody my age? Or it, it can't, I mean, we know the answer because we know people our age that are fucking delusional. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it gives you perspective because you've been, you know, like, like Drake saw from the bottom. Yeah. No, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I think you have a different perspective than Pat and justice would have. Maybe. I mean, I, well, they, they both experienced they had success, success way early I, on. I really never did. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right. Until, like, you did well. I mean, it's not to say it's self defense. No, I, I, I mean, look, like, mm. I, I, I've somehow been weird not- I've somehow been notable, but that's not the same as like having, you know, like Bob will tell you if he put out some of my records, it's, it's not, the, it's not the same as, you know, kind of what those fellas experience. You're Great right. Punk Planet review. No yeah, end yeah, cap so, at Best Buy. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that, so that's actually a great point. Uh, although, uh, th- those fellas, uh, e- even though their bands, uh, reach some real heights, uh, they still know a hurt show. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that was um, just a thing, but th- I'm saying right now, it's there's, not. There, there's some bands that have not experienced what I would describe as a hurt show. Now, granted, Self-defense plays music with fucking one part and my voice sucks. So we are by nature, our hurt shows are going to be pretty hurt. When, they they're, hurt. Hurt, they're, when they're hurt, they're hurt. But what I mean is, uh, but I mean, imagine a half heart show to dead, dead silence. That's probably worse. Oh, uh, well, you I kind of get I, lost in your own shit. If someone's I, not singing along, then it's like, what am I doing? I mean, I, I I did their final tour. I've seen some uh, videos like that. Yeah, I did their final tour, and and not every show was a banger. You know, um, really? Yeah, it, I, I was so disappointed. Yeah, that's true. I was so disappointed in Albany. Really, like so. Everybody, it's been like twenty years, so I can say this. So disappointed in Albany, where it, it it's um, it, it, they just did not turn out for 
for have heart on their final tour in the way that, I mean, have heart had done great shows there previously. So I have no idea what the vibe was or whatever, but, uh, everybody was washing their hair that night and it, and it was a bummer. Uh, but I guess what I'm saying is the wrong venue, bro. Wrong. I mean, upstairs Valentine's. Isn't that usually how it goes? Oh, you should have played there. You should have played. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, cool. Thanks. (laughs) Should have played the Hudson duster. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, but both those fellows know a hurt show. What I'm saying is, um, th- there's some people right now who know a, a not great show, but they have, uh, they have not experienced. <laughs> like they played in front of 50 kids minimally, no matter what. So, so we're, Ooh, Oh, Oh, this is so fun. Um, <sighs> When I got into hardcore and first couple of shows, I went, not first couple, first grip. I went to some local shows and, you know, local or really small stuff. It, it can be really small. You know what I mean? Especially I'm in New Jersey at the shore. Uh, you know, I could, I've been to VFW or club shows where it was like 30, 20, you know, 15 people. But right when I first started going, I went to bigger shows. They were doing pretty good. It was like the tail end of some of the floor punch stuff band like vision would play there's several hundred kids there etc so like i had a certain expectation like okay this is kind of a quote-unquote local show and if there's 75 kids there it's awesome but then if we go to a bigger show there's going to be a lot of people there but then a couple years go by and i was going to shows where it was like oh yeah here's this band from dc is here and this band from california is here and this band's from wherever there's 18 people here whoa so it was like the fallow times hit yeah and uh so i'm wondering now because we're you know we're man we've we've been on some doom and gloom shit but we're hoping not for it we're hoping we're breaking out of a cycle of it is that we've seen this rise tom you were saying it like there's bands there's people who have not had an experience of a show with less than 50 people probably right now right like, like we talked if, about that with, with turnstile we're like yeah do you ever have a like their first show was like Pain of Truth has never had a bad show. Their yeah. first shows were sold out. That's right. So like yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like meanwhile, like like akin to this, like talking about a bad show. We played a show in Florida. We were like getting uh, photos together for the Sound Majority show at the end of the in December. Yeah, and like there's a picture of us. There were so few people there. Both bands set, and it was a house show. We played. We set up across from each other and went song for song. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> because we were like, well, what are we going to do? Let's make it fun for ourselves. So we'd be like, Sound Majority Song. And then we'd go, Indecision Song, and then go right back and forth until we played a full set. So Because there was like should, 10 we people say, there. We should say, though, in in both Turnstile's case and Pain of Truth, the, the, the members individually have played really fucking hurt shows. Oh, yeah. Sure, because these sure, are not sure. their fir- th- th- thus what was not their first band. So right. I mean, there were some tough Jukai shows. There were some tough Nick X Fury shows. You know, like if you dig back. But but I also think for the young audience, I just just being a person in the crowd, a face in the crowd. Yeah. When you go from a certain expectation, it's like, oh wow, it's now I'm going to shows, and I know it's going to be these ten people, and maybe we get ten others, and that's it at this show. You know, I remember many times, uh, mostly, not mostly, but a lot of shows at this this VFW, the M&M Hall in Old Bridge, New Jersey. 
and it would be a band on tour and a band wow. who like was sort of like known or people were like, oh yeah, yeah, these ba- some band from Michigan, and it's like, oh, nine paid. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Ooh. Right. And and I am hopeful that doesn't happen again. But just be aware. There have been very thick and heavy times where there's a ton of people at shows and then uh, recessions, if you will. Yeah. Are, we're not predicting a hardcore recession, are we? I don't think so. No. Well, everything that goes up goes down. So I, I am in that respect. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it's not going to, it can't say this way forever. Right. But, Maybe it can. But no, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, I'm I'm not the uh, the big short here. I'm not expecting a, some type of implosion or something like that. I I, I uh, you know uh, I'm I think being honest with ourselves is that it's a beautiful moment. Moments don't last. It doesn't mean there won't be other great moments. But you just enjoy things while they're here. If you're like me, you kind of it, it's fun to it's fun to speculate. I don't know why this is, but I'm at this juncture in my life where I find everybody's careers, if we want to use that word, otherwise just like journeys, but that sounds corny, whatever it is. I just find it other people's lives and their creative lives and the paths that they take just totally fascinating. (laughs) And so good, bad or otherwise, like the stuff that we talk about, like we can't, I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to say the names, but the, the, we were talking about a band before we went to air who is just, we, we want to say positive things about, it and we can't, right? Like, it's just, th- these are cool people. Cool this is, this is, uh, we respect <laughs> a lot of what they do and it's just, but musically it's, it's not there. Right. And, uh, I, I, even though I don't like it, I'm like excited for the scam that they're essentially running. <laughs> like i'm i'm excited for for all of it but i'm also interested when it goes bad you know like i i it's that's interesting and i don't know i i uh but that's hard that part's harder to talk about because it's somebody else's life you know but well well and it is and to to follow the thread out there are bands that the three of us are looking at each other like spider-man meme and going none of this is bad right objectively this is bad and you're like yeah yeah this is bad it's bad but seemingly there's still people for it there's still people on it um and so one that is to say that uh uh, taste is subjective even if we are a collective in in this specific space uh but what do you do with that like if if it's something that you in your heart of hearts think and know, like I do not understand. There's plenty of stuff that people like you guys like that my good friends like that I don't like, but then I understand why I see the appeal. What do you do when there's the thing that you don't even see the appeal, but it seems to be doing well. You celebrate the success of it, but like you said, Pat, it's like, do you feel it's like, wow, they're getting one. This is just skating by, huh? I mean, and, and God it makes bless. you feel 90. <laughs> I tried to listen to a little Yachty the other day and I was like, holy God damn it. Oh yeah. No, that'll, that, that, that'll age. <laughs> I was watching J, Joe Budden show and they're talking about J Cole doing a song with him. And I was like, I like J Cole. When we checked the song and I was like, oh my God. You know, it's funny. A thing I'd like to point out is, uh, 
that what what we call the dark ages, right? I always I I just use this as my example all the time. So we assume that every that time is this linear thing that is that it runs con, runs concurrent to progress, but it's just objectively demonstrably not true because there's just dips where things are terrible for some amount of time. And you can say that there's an arc to history and that might be fair enough, but, but, but there's just these dips. So I get annoyed when, if I don't like something young and stupid and I, I express that, then somebody tells me, well, you wouldn't get it cause you're older or it's not for you. And it's okay. Well, that could be true. Or it could be that you're going to find this completely fucking embarrassing <laughs> and that I'm correct. Now we won't know until right, like we, know. we won't know until things play out, but straight up, like, are you familiar with the band blood on the dance floor? Which I only know because <laughs> I, I only know that because who, who do you think you're talking to? Do am I familiar? No, I'm not familiar with blood on the dance floor. Go ahead. Well, there's a, there's a YouTuber who is just like really like, it just gets recommended to me all the time. This like prison YouTuber who is just like really fixated on, on, like busting child molesters and the, the, these guys have their share of allegations blood on the dance floor does. So that's why I became aware of blood on the dance floor. But here's what, here's the deal. Like that was to some kid, that was what was popping and hot and like people like me didn't get it. But now you, anybody could revisit that and go, Holy shit. This was the dark ages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, holy shit. What it was a it was the wrong direction, right? So this is all to say What this, was that clunkcore band? Uh uh Dead Hollywood. There was a singer Dead. and a street. Uh what was it? Hollywood, are you asking the crunk core bands of the time? Hollywood yeah, Undead. Hold on. He's, he's going to pull out his uh, his iPhone. And it wasn't Hollywood his. Undead because they're still around. And they play like, they're like a, like a uh, Papa Roach-like opener. Um, yes. Less crunk Bob and I actually have a friend that played in that band. Oh, really? Huh? Neat. That's cool. Um, oh, yeah, yes, he helped do. through your yes, house. Yes, we do. We do know him. Yes. Amazing drummer and Maybe. guitar player and everything else. Um, no, what was the band? Oh, God damn it. It was like two, one guy sang and another guy just screamed arbitrarily. I feel like that was every goddamn band. No, no, no. This was like big for a second. It wasn't blood on the, now I'm going to have to, now I'm going to have fucking crunk core, my goddamn algorithm. <laughs> broken side. Oh, broken side. Sure. So we're going to, Pat, can we, how many other albums do you have on your iTunes, Pat? Uh, uh, you know what? Might be time. Can we open this 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 uh, episode with Broken Side so people go, what the fuck? And then they get to this point and they go, oh. Okay, yeah, it's a callback. <laughs> All right, I get it. Uh, but, okay, do you guys follow that? Like, let's just do it in hardcore. There's, there's been moments in hardcore where somebody could go, hey, old man, you don't fucking get it. And they would, and time has bared out that that's true. The old man just didn't get it. But then there's been other times that it's bared out that, oh, no, wait, this was just new. And by virtue of the fact that you were new, you thought it was good. Mm. But, but now in retrospect, nobody on earth thinks this is good. <laughs> but I think also people's palates, old, man, old person palates in 2023 are a lot more varied than, oh, that's a fact. you know, the old punk in 1988 or 86. That was like, 
the f- age of quarrel. What is this fucking metal shit? Mm. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Now it's like, it sounds like, you know, like it's the hardcore record, but like, I think, you know, as things grow like, you know, the people like Pat that grew up listening to earth crisis, you know, like, you know, a band like Jesus piece, you know, if for someone that listened to, you know, like, you know, grew up listening to 10 yard fight, Jesus piece, mm-hmm. like what, what, what is happening? Yep. Yep. It's so yeah, different. Oh God. Yeah. But like for Pat, like it's like, it's the next like logical step from the stuff, you know, the metal core that we listened to in the nineties. Like this is obviously the next, you know, the, things take it to its next logical extreme. And this is the next logical. Extreme. So it's not as much of a jump, but like, if you're like a guy that listened, you know, grew up listening to fucking DOA and then like you heard judge, you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's a uh, there's a member of a hardcore band. I I won't say his name just because it opens a can of worms, but uh, he is unapologetically into what he's into, which is to say, meat and potatoes hardcore, ranging from uh, you know, (laughs) ranging from 1980 to 1990. Sure. Yep. 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 (laughs) And that's it. And uh, he and I always got on well, but uh, he thought, for example, self-defense was Sonic Youth. You know what I mean? Like he thought it was like <laughs> just, you know, like you guys are on some art shit, which is just if you, you know, I mean, come on, man. Like it's, you know. Pat's saying that like blushing. Oh, stop. Stop. Yeah, no. 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 Yes. All right. We are goo. Okay. All right. Oh. No, no, but uh, what I'm saying is that like th- there is uh, our own that that would be an example, and he is an older fellow. That would be an example of a uh, of old guy palette, right? Where uh, anything that falls outside of y- y- your you know uh, prescribed understanding of of th- the genre uh, of hardcore is strange and unlikable and whatever. And look. On a recent episode, I said I was available to the conversation that uh, uh, Knocked Loose is, is not a hardcore band, right? Now, to a lot of our listeners, they're going, uh, uh, duh. And, and then to some of our sure. listeners, and maybe actually equal number of our listeners, yep. they're going, come on, you old piece of shit. <laughs> you know? yep. So, so it, it, here's the thing is, and once again, I – you know, I, I don't make any decisions for, for this culture. (laughs) So, uh, my feelings don't matter. Uh, it's just, uh, to say that it, it, it is, we should be all sides of these conversations. I'm grateful for the passion that they have, but everybody should be measured because you really don't know what's going to come off as just a fucking complete, moment where everybody wakes up and goes, whoa, NFTs were wild, huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> where they go, whoa, all right. Well, I was kind of in the You just thing. don't get it, Grandpa. That's like the future of money, man. <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, and then a year later, you're like, angry ape, what the fuck? Yeah, we can't sell We can't sell our, our – I was just about to sound really old because I was. I almost said Bathing Ape, which is a clothing company from whatever. What, <laughs> wow. You yeah. can't really sell those either anymore, I don't think. Well, I just found the way back machine right now. All right. So we all get what I'm saying here, right, is that we don't know until we know. And yeah, uh, not all youth movements are, are 
built the same or built are are equal, you know? So, uh, I don't know. I love, I love to watch it play out though. I really do. And, uh, I don't know. I, I, I am normally the guy that's very skeptical of new bands. I like everybody to put a little bit of time in, become good before I give a shit about you. There's a band I'm not going to, I definitely won't say this fucking band's name, but they're, I really liked their record. And then I went mm. and watched live footage of them and it was a, a repellent mess that uh, made me want to purge the memory of the record from my brain. That's how bad it was. And it's uh, part of the journey, obviously cool. Right. But the idea that, that somebody is going to imprint on that band as what's going on right now. Uh, I don't think that they're going to feel as strongly about that. <laughs> I think that's uh, like, give it a couple years. And unless that band becomes really great, I, I think that people's memory, you know, people that are moshing to them right now, having a great time. I think their memories are going to be, uh, feel different, feel different. And that doesn't, I, I was searching for bands that that kind of uh, it, this is a different conversation than being written out of the canon because we've talked about how bands like Outbreak were a hundred percent bigger mm. than people acknowledge than people acknowledge or than a lot of the bands a lot of their contemporaries that we continue to talk about ever were. So for sure. people who don't sure. understand. Uh, Outbreak was uh, uh, Bob. You would have a be be better handle on this. I don't know if you ever printed merch for them or not. Mm. Uh, if you had to guess, uh, <laughs> per, yep. uh, per head merch sales. Oh, I don't. And, I don't. Uh, I don't even want to guess. It. It was more than any band you can think of. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean. Let me put it this way. They were one of the headliners of the first Sound of Fury. They were one of the last few bands who played. Oh, shit, that's true. Wait, were they? Were they on that show? No, they maybe maybe they were the second year. Um, but they were I think maybe two thousand seven. They played late. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing. Like it's um they uh yeah. Uh I, I just need people to know, like they were one of the biggest bands of that time. Uh, they were pretty influential in terms of the sound. And I mean, look, <clears throat> I actually saw someone big up in hoax as being, I, I think it was Ace uh, with his podcast, Form of Passion, was saying that hoax has some big influence on the current sound of punk and hardcore. And you know what? I think that might be true. Um, but I, I think there's th th bands like outbreak and then ceremonies early material and stuff like trash talk this kind of manic fast blasting modern hardcore version where it's like i wouldn't call any of those bands power violence um or grind or anything close to grind but there's blasting and parts to it that pushed it away and out of like anything you could say like oh this is strictly 80s hardcore it's like oh, not really you know um and they were huge. They, they did really well. And, you know, I, I always had a funny perspective because uh, when I moved to California, there were bands who were so much bigger there than when I lived on the East Coast. 
and one consistent was no matter what shows when I'd be home visiting and went to some shows or if I was when I was in California, there were outbreak shirts at every goddamn show. Full stop. Doesn't matter what your scum was stop. like. Yeah. Like the avail patch of the two thousands. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Let's put that on the pile. Defining uh Merch. Stickers, merch, and uh, ephemera of time frames. We're doing it. <laughs> uh, but I feel like some of those other bands get acknowledged. Like you mentioned trash talk and ceremony. I think if you ask any of the younger folks now that are playing fast or hardcore, those are the bands that they point out. Yeah. But I think Outburst, Outbreak, yep. kind of gets forgotten. Yeah. Uh, they don't get mentioned. Oh, definitely. No doubt. Uh, like compare, and I think that's just as part of the DNA as the other two. Yeah. I mean, I think that if we, it would be interesting to do, and we, I guess we, fuck it. Listen, everybody. Sorry, I guess I don't know. Some people don't like the word pussy. This, there's nobody on this podcast that's a pussy. We all deal with your bullshit. Like we get the DMs when you're mad. We, it's it's fine, but sometimes it's not worth everybody's hurt feelings. So, I I don't know how we talk about this, but it would be fascinating to talk about things that were for lack of a better word for lack of a better phrase. And I mean this respectfully flash in the pan, like, Mm. um, and that could be a minor flash in the pan. I'm speaking right now, very respectfully. These are bands that I have no problem with, uh, something like trail of lies, right? Uh, trail of lies was when we started this podcast, uh, there was a lot of speculation that, uh, they were going to be doing things, Mm. uh, Part of that was uh, they had like a really on point merch game, as stupid as that sounds. Like they had it dialed in so and they away. knew what their audience liked and they they liked it too. And they did it. <laughs> and then it, that didn't happen the way it was supposed to go. So th- that's like a minor. They had a viral like, video. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and that's like kind of like a minor. Oh, yeah. Remember that moment. And then there was stuff that was bigger, like <clears throat> Gloss, for example, started to get some some mainstream adjacent press right yeah yes they and, did and and that was a that was a moment and it, it, so what happened what's that i wonder what happened what happened so the it, i i don't know it's hard to talk about i i say trail of lies because I, you know in in the limited capacity that i that i've met those fellows they all seem like they would understand where i'm coming from with this uh the the it's better to have a flash in the pan than nothing at all a hundred percent it's also not to be the hot shit for a year that's most bands would fucking sign up for that tomorrow for mm. sure so uh but it, but there's a difference though right there's a difference between a moment, a wave, a flash in the pan. These are all different things. And, and it would be, yes. fun, it would be fun to be able to put a finger on them. Uh, but, uh, people are, uh, profoundly sensitive weirdos. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't feel the same way though. Like we, I know, you, I know. You, and that, and that's, I, I try you say to, these things like, as if like they're the weirdos, I think you're the weirdo that doesn't give a shit. Like yeah. if like someone was like bands that were popping in the nineties that no one cares about and they're like indecision, I'd be like, fuck you. By the way, I yeah. should say that a member of the band um Breather Resist uh mm. was a fan of this podcast until he heard me talk about his band. Uh I'm going to to that gentleman, I'm going to say that uh one of the YouTubers, uh maybe uh Baby Jesus or w- one of those. Uh, 
put your records up uh, a couple months ago. I listened to them all. I was wrong about Breathe or Resist. <laughs> You're back pretty in. Good. You're on the boat. All right. Yeah, Thanks, baby. Good. Thanks, baby Jesus. Thanks, baby Jesus. Thanks, thanks YouTuber um, baby Jesus. I'm pretty sure they're all on Spotify. I think he's going Catholic. on to big things, this Jesus fella. Listen, like his YouTube channel, though. I, I I love those YouTubers that just put up new hardcore records, like at, seemingly at random. Like they, they, they'll put that up and then they'll put up, uh, you know, uh, crossed out the same day. And you'll be like, these, I wouldn't expect that. Oh, this guy's just literally cataloging anything that falls under the umbrella of hardcore. It's cool. Do you, um, do you think if Jesus was alive now, he'd be a YouTuber? That's a great question. TikTok. Um, TikTok. Yeah, you're right. He'd be on that new shit. He'd be on that new shit. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> be like spreading his word. Just kind of a like, trendy. Yeah. 30 you seconds know, of me turning over tables at the market. At, at what? I'm going to, I'm going to send you something. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of, no, you know what he is? He's a YouTube, uh, a prank YouTuber. He's flipping. Oh. Uh, he's, <laughs> He's, he's like David Blaine for like the 2023s. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> right, look, I have what all my happened to my water? Oh my god! <laughs> hold, hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, Jesus. I'm gonna get yeah. my stepdad back for a second here. Uh, Bob, son, come in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, d- does your son watch YouTube? Uh, he only watches a few things. He's actually, uh, in his class, he's one of the ones who doesn't watch a lot of YouTube. Like there's kids in his class who, uh, are very in on the Mr. Beast and lots of YouTube stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cause today, uh, it was just, uh, my stepson is off, uh, from school. This is their holiday here. And he, he just sat with me all day. We just, I was at my desk and he sat beside me. It's very nice. Mm, to have his company, that's very but, nice. Yeah. But, but he, uh, started watching these YouTube videos where it's Roblox. It's like somebody mm-hmm. doing fun things in Roblox, I guess. But, but to keep kids attention, they just basically chain these. It's like links in a chain of like meme reference after meme reference after meme. So, so it felt like I was, it felt like I was in an like a Adderall addict's brain as he or she falls down the stairs. It was yeah it yeah, was, yeah it was meme so, assault right uh, yeah like I and I had to get up and excuse myself because you know you don't want to say hey you, you can't really say to a kid because you never want to poo poo a kid's interests right that's no, like the no. that's like the worst vibe ever is like when you're telling a kid like what you're into is weird or you shouldn't like sucks it, right? yeah it's not a good vibe yeah. that's a bad vibe so but i had to like i, I was like yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna go uh, get a water and i just had to walk around the house vacantly because i was like that was the honestly the most overwhelming <laughs> piece of media i've ever seen i've i've watched like death the ultimate horror faces of death one through seven i'm watching i'm watching monkey's skulls get cracked open and it yeah and it was way easier on me (laughs) there there's the there's a there's a type of those youtube videos that are made tom no joke you would think they were trying to give you a seizure with how quick the cuts are yeah, and it's not—it's not just like the cut from like not just visual, but audio. It's like it would be like if Pat clipped every second yes. of space between our words. It's like yeah, boom, it's it's outrageous. Right. It's not, we it's wonder not why all our kids got the ADHD. Oh, these kids I mean, these days. 
for real. Oh, not the attention deficit disorders out there because uh, everything is too. But uh, okay, so uh, I don't know where we Speaking were. Speaking of, follow, like, <laughs> uh, follow Jesus on YouTube and TikTok. Uh, yeah, that's right. Shout Baby out Jesus. to Kyle from the fight. Shout out He's to Kyle from the stuff. fight. Shout out. Um, with you, buddy. Shout out. 